Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Doing the Thing podcast. Uh, so this is a little bit of a different uh, kind of episode. Uh, we're just going to talk about some of the things that we've observed recently. We're going to try to be as unbiased as we can and really focus on some facts and, and try not to be too sarcastic about things, <laughs> if possible. Um, but I know there's a lot of things going on to that uh, stir the political pot right now. Um, that's not going to be our focus to stir the pot. We just have some observations and, and I'm doing it from a standpoint of leadership, which is something that was, um, you know, a big focus of my, my prior career in the military. Um, I was a, I was a senior commissioned officer. I was an E7 in the army. Uh, later I became a, a warrant officer. All of those are, you know, leadership centric roles. They send you the actual courses for, for, to be a leadership in a, in a leadership position. Uh, I think I know a little bit about it. I'm not an expert. Maybe I am. I don't know. Um, but recently, Recently, we just traveled from Massachusetts, my wife and I, from Massachusetts to New Mexico uh, to do some house hunting because my wife is still active duty. She's in the Air Force. Um, so obviously, we we're safe about it. This is something that we have to do. We have military orders. We're not trying to be jerks and cross state lines during a pandemic and things like that. We wore our masks. We had, uh, you know, we washed our hands and everything like that. But, um, you know, during that time, we we're listening to a lot of radio. So while we're listening to the radio, you know, as you can imagine, we're going from state to state and we're, we're listening to, um, you know, news messages on what's going on in each state. During that time, uh, there was a lot of closures, reclosures of restaurants and, and certain types of businesses because of spikes in cases. And, and one of the things that just really stuck with me is, is something that the, one of the governors of one of these states, I'm not going to name any names, uh, had said something to the effect that, and I'm paraphrasing here, that it's not the restaurants and businesses' fault that they're going to be shut down again because of the spike in cases. It's the fault of the residents of this state for not wearing masks and not following my rules. Wow. <clears throat> yeah. It's um, So that's, um, can you imagine like your boss saying that or, um, somebody that's, um, you know, in a, in a position of influence, just pinning the tail on you like that? <laughs> no, you know, um, so again, we're going to do our best to stay neutral. But I think there are some things that you and I can agree to and that I think everybody listening can agree to. One of those things is leaders are accountable. So if you're the governor of a state or the mayor of a city or a, mo a mom or a dad and you have children and you're the mayor of your house, if you will, it is your responsibility to keep people safe and to point a finger at them and say, this is all your fault. That's not profiles encouraging leadership, right? Right. Certainly there are times when you have to take people to task and that's an unfortunate byproduct of being in a, in a leadership role. But the way that you do that matters. And you need to do it in a way that maintains and enhances self-esteem that creates accountability, but also gives a vision for why it's important. And how, you know, how do you think that made the folks feel, the residents feel? I'm sure that there are a lot of those that have actually listened and heard that, they're probably not going to want to vote. There's probably going to be a large percentage for like, yeah, you jerks, 
put your mask on and there's going to be another percentage of like, well, well, yeah, I have been wearing my mask and, and most of the people that I know have been doing it. You know, this is a virus that nobody knows about. So what, what else are you doing? Because obviously this isn't a foolproof method, you know, instead of pointing the blame on them, where are some solutions? Yeah. You know, and we're not going to, we're going to stick with the facts, but the fact is masks are not political. Masks do not indicate Democrat, Republican, independent. This is science we're talking about. Masks create a hygiene barrier between things in the air and your respiratory system. Um, So I don't understand the politicization that has occurred. And thankfully, it seems like that's coming to an end. It seems like we're getting at least some more direct transparency about the severity of the situation, which I think we didn't have before. And it may have led to some of these things, but for a leader to point fingers away in every direction but themselves, um, that's not how you were trained. That's certainly not how I was trained in the military. Right, right. And, and, and you probably remember, I know when you're in the military, the flag probably still had about 13 stars on it, but you probably <laughs> Wait a minute. I thought we were... <laughs> I had to sneak it in there. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> but you, you probably... I'm just going to slump in my chair now. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, but you probably remember some, some leadership uh, principles, right, uh, in the military. And, and one of the ones that really comes to mind, and I'm going to use like uh, a shorter and easier to remember one because there's probably thousands and thousands of pages out there in military doctrinal leadership. Uh, but the one that really sticks out to me the most is, is a concept called the be no do. Uh, and I'm, let me just kind of run everybody through the be no do real quick. So, so the B, uh, this is all about character as a leader. Uh, it's, a, it's foundational to a person's ability to lead. It gives them the courage to do what is right, regardless of the circumstances or the consequences. Uh, as part of B, uh, a leader should be aware of their personal core values, as well as their organizational and country's values. Uh, so like on the Army side, you know, they have loyalty, duty, respect, selfless service, honor, integrity, and personal courage. Funny enough, that spells out leadership. Uh, that's not on purpose at all. But you know, when, you, when, you, when you think about somebody that's in a government position, do you think some of this stuff might apply a little bit? Um, and that's a, that's, that's, a, that's a rhetorical question because I want to keep going through this. So, so the no, this is about the knowledge and skill sets you need to be competent as a leader. So this usually covers four areas, uh, interpersonal skills, conceptual skills, technical and tactical skills. Uh, so an individual's mastery of the knowledge and skills required for their role are essential to the success of, well, their personal success and the success of their organization. Uh, so you can't just come into a leadership role not knowing nothing, <laughs> right? Well, you have to have a little bit of experience. And some, some have. have. And yeah. some have. And, and that's, that's, um, that's almost counterintuitive because of that's almost how our constitution is written. You can be in a leadership position. You can be voted into a leadership position just by popularity, not necessarily by, you know, your experience and your skills. But it's something that you must learn, right? So leadership isn't just a uh, intrinsic skill that you're you're born with maybe some people are really good at it 
naturally, but it's also an institutional skill. It's something that it should be learned. And I think people should receive an intensive courses on it, especially if they're in a position of, this is a personal, this is a personal opinion, but especially if they're in a position of governing, uh, you know, an organization, the country, state, whatever. Um, you know, it's an interesting topic. And one of the reasons that Jason and I wanted to talk about this is every one of us is a leader in some form or fashion. 100%. You may not be the leader of a company, perhaps you are, but you may not be, but you're the leader of a family and you're a leader of your friend groups. And, you know, it's can be easy to lose sight of yourself in this current situation. It can be very easy to just go inward or to shut down or to watch a lot of TV or, you know, but there are real things happening with the people you care about and being a leader first focuses in on yourself and then it allows you to help the other people around you, which is what you need to do as a leader. Um, and maybe it's a good time to stop and check yourself and do that little inventory of be and know. And then I think we're going to talk about what do looks like, aren't we? Absolutely. And, and you know, and, and a part of that, and it, co- it pipes into this, is, you know, there's some self-leadership involved, too. You know, you've, you, have to, you have to coach and motivate yourself to you know, put down that video game, put down the remote control, put down that Snickers bar and, you know, go, go work out, go do something productive, go do something, you know, the, the country might be shut down, but you're not, you have plenty of potential, you have plenty to do. And, you know, it's limited to, limited to your, your creativity. Um, and, and that goes into the do. So leaders act, uh, they bring together everything they are, everything they believe and everything they know how to do to provide, uh, this is a definition of leadership, by the way, purpose, direction, and motivation. Um, so, so that involves some, some leader actions, you know, influencing, operating, and impl- improving. So, so do you feel that influencing through the blame game is <laughs> <laughs> appropriate? Probably not. Um, no. Now, how would you operate and improve on that? How would you, you know, there, there's all these things that could have been included in that, those statements and, and that speech that are missing all these components. And I'm seeing yeah. all over the place. It's frustrating because, you know, and these are buzzwords that every HR leader and every training course would say, but they're actually important. That's why they're buzzwords. Things like empowering and informing. Come, come into my mind when I think about this the finger pointing blame game. And I say to myself, if you provide people good information as to why what they're doing may be impacting this situation, and you empower them to make changes that can have a broader effect, and you create a vision for them of what that effect might look like over time, that's what a leader does. That inspires people to want to make those changes. Um, conversely, when you finger point, uh, I think all you're going to do is get people listening, calling you names that yeah. I'm not going to say out loud. Yeah, it, and you know, it feels like it's a it's a little bit of a lack of personal courage too. Like, oh, how like so? Well, I, I think you know most most people that have been in a very important leadership roles and are very well liked um, by their subordinates and those that they lead. I think a lot of them will be like, will come up there and say, "Hey guys, I screwed up." I wasn't able to 
you know, tell you in a way that you were able to understand and implement what is needed to, you know, reduce these cases and, and get us back on track with the economy. Now, I know this is a new thing. This is something, COVID, something that we've never really encountered, but we've encountered pandemics. We've been there. We've done that. 1968, uh, there was a pandemic. And they had Woodstock during it. So what, what, the, what are some lessons that we could have learned from that? And, and you know, that was, that was a flu pandemic. Um, million people were affected globally uh, and 100,000 were killed. So that was actually a higher death rate than what we're experiencing right now. So, so no one talks about that, though. And, and there's, why aren't we taking lessons from that? Because that's what most leaders would do, right? Uh, yeah, you know, it's unfortunate. And... <clears throat> I, although that is a significant death count, I think we've exceeded that. I think we're in the 142 and counting range yeah, now. Yeah, but I think we're about 4 million infected. Yeah. Um, so it's, yeah, it, it, either way, it's staggering. It's not good. Yeah, and, you know, profiles encourage. Um, <clears throat> and, again, staying away from being political about this, but I do want to call this out because I think it's important. I'm going to give President Donald Trump credit and a profile in courage because for long he's been denying and counter accusing and doing a lot of different things. And it's harder and harder the longer you deny the truth to actually step up and say it. But in fact, he did that this week. And that is one of the most important things he's done as president in the United States is to say, this is going to get worse. This is serious. We need to social distance. We need to put our masks on. I commend him for that. I wish it would have happened sooner, but it didn't. I'm very grateful to him that it happened now. Yeah. And, and that's, I mean, say what you will about the president, but that is a sign of leadership right there. When you're able to admit that you're wrong, I don't know if he said it in those words, but his actions are, are, are absolutely saying that, hey, I was, I screwed up, guys. This is what we're going to do now. You know, we're going back yeah. to the, have the, the, the virus meetings and the, the board. It's all coming back. Yeah, because I'm more than 150 years old, um, I used to watch a TV show you might not have seen, uh, Happy Days. But yeah, I'm a little bit reminded in the reaction of the Fonz who would, when he'd make a mistake, he'd go, I was. I was, and he could not say the word wrong, right? Right, right. But that's okay if your actions um, take accountability for that. So yeah, I, I think that's a profile in courage. And I think that more people should be inspired by that to take a step back and think about what they're doing as well. Man, I went to the grocery store and there's a mandatory mask order. I went to the grocery store last week. There was a pack of about six teenagers just running around with no masks. And I'm not going to say what I said to them because it had some words that I don't want to broadcast. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. But you can imagine what I told them, right? Yeah. I mean, I mean, obviously masks aren't 100% effective. I don't think there's a lot of things that are 100% effective except for staying the hell away from everybody. But I mean, there, there's definitely indication that it helps, you know, if two people use it, one person, you know, you're spraying into the face and things are coming through. You've seen those memes, right? Two yeah. people, the memes, it's kind of carrying everything in. I wish we could throw that meme in the, the show notes. It's, it's great. But yeah. um, I mean, you want to be able to do as much as you can. And, and that's like one of the simplest things that you could do. Um, and so don't be, don't be a, a dick about it. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, Jason, this I think is so valuable and it's valuable to me to hear um, because I'm, as I'm listening to you talk about be, know, and do and the various components, I'm taking inventory myself in real time. How committed am I to that? And, you know, we all, or many of us probably, maybe not everybody, we sing ourselves a little song and we dance to the music of that song. And sometimes that song needs to change and we don't necessarily realize it. It's working for us. We're just in our rhythm, doing our thing. And once in a while, stepping back to take a look at yourself critically from these components um, and how these components affect others around you, it's important. So how do people take this be, no, do message back to their lives today? I think it's just, um, you know, like you said, taking an inventory of, of yourself, because leadership right there, it, it starts with you. Uh, before you can lead anybody else, you should be able to effectively manage yourself. Um, and that's managing your thoughts, managing your actions, managing your health. All of that kind of comes into play. Um, you know, in, in, in the military, um, they want you to be, you know, a leader of character. They want you to be a leader of in intellect. And they also want you to be, you know, physical because for obvious reasons, the, the military goes to war uh, and you want to be able to have the energy and the drive to be able to bring people through that. But think about it more so in, in, in a different light. You, you want to be healthy so that you can continue to provide for yourself or your family or somebody else. You know, that the healthier you are, the better everything is. And that's, that's just a fact. That's science right there. Um, oh, oh, look at you dropping knowledge. Yeah, right. Well, I did the personal training thing for a little while, and the health thing was kind of kind of my jam. <laughs> yeah, and for those of you who are not watching us and just listening, let me just tell you that, look, I'm 58 years old. I exercise regularly. I do deadlifts. I do TRX and some other things. And, uh, you know, for a guy my age, I'm in pretty good shape. And then I have to look at Jason with these thighs for arms biceps, and it just, well, it pisses <laughs> me off a little bit. Oh, don't, don't, don't let it bother you. They'll, they'll be, when I'm in, when I'm your age, I'm probably going to be slimmed down. <laughs> you mean, I don't think 40, I want to carry this, this weight when I'm older. <laughs> 40 years from now. <clears throat> there you go. Yep. <laughs> we might have 49, 48 star, uh, stars on the flag at that point. Who knows? We might have some uh, attrition. <laughs> yeah. We'll have more. Who knows? Might be 51 if Washington, D.C. There you go. Yeah. 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 Hey, Jason, but great topic, man. And thank you for sharing um, that information. And, you know, the military forges incredible leaders and they do so by character and by training and by vocation expertise and all of those things. And with this opportunity, let's call it an opportunity. We're locked in our homes. We can't go out to restaurants. We can't distract ourselves by going to the movies. But what we can do is use this time to make ourselves a better product. 100%, man. Absolutely. Um, we have the time to do it. We're, we're actually almost one of the best times to do it. You know, if you, if you want to make a major life change right now and you're working from home or maybe you're not working and you're looking for new opportunities, maybe now is the time to, to do that. You know, think, start thinking about starting that business, start thinking about doing that new physical fitness program, start thinking about putting together that, that new hobby, you know, and that's, that's going to make you, you know, shine a little bit brighter on the inside 
and, and that's 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 also a little bit part of you know that personal leadership because it's self care you know and, and and that's to me that's just logical. Well, but you're a logical guy. That's right. Sometimes. Yeah, the Not good news, everybody, is that you know we all go through. I assume we all go through peaks and valleys in our life. Sometimes we lose that focus and drive that we had a year ago, and we don't even realize we've lost it. And the good news is every day is a new day on the playground. Whatever's happening right now, you can flip the switch and start something new in five minutes or an hour or tomorrow. There is There are always choices and options in front of you. And no matter – look, full disclosure, I fell into a – drink a bottle of wine with my wife every night routine that I'm finding it hard to break. But I'm realizing that part of that is just kind of numbing out the madness of the world every night to relax. And part of it is I, I love my wife and my family, but it's a little bit of boredom. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Every night we're faced with the same option, right? Play a board game, cook a dinner, have a cooking competition, watch a TV show, go to bed early. Um, How can you afford doing that, man? <laughs> yeah, I mean, and with the family at home all the time, it's a little bit harder to pull away personal time to read books and other kinds of things. It can still be done. We do exercise together, but that whole groove can create an opportunity to have some alcohol. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I get it. I've got the, you know, the Buffalo Trace in the in the cabinet, you know, have a couple fingers every night or so. I get you. Easy to do. It's easy, easy to, to do. do. Yep, we just gotta, you know, you know, doing all that stuff in moderation. Though that's that's okay. That's okay because it makes us happy. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. And everything with moderation, but you should enjoy your life too. And you know, I hope that today's conversation gets all of you listening thinking, you know, about yourself as a leader, and a leader in that little minion encapsulated world I have. <laughs> is something I need to work on every day and remind myself every day. And Likewise. Um, yeah, and I think we all do. I think we all do. Rock and roll, man. Well, hey, man, always a pleasure. Hope everybody got some value out of this. You know, if, if you did, please like, share, you know, give it to somebody else that might benefit from some of these episodes. If not this episode, maybe another episode. But uh, please tell your friends and family about us. And again, thanks for listening. See you, buddy. See you, man.